Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. If you're ready to become the energetic match for all of your desires and start achieving from a place of joy and expansion, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy coach, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care, and together we are going to slay and thrive. Welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. We are down to our last week in January, and I don't know about you, but it has flown by for me. I so hope that you've been slaying all month long and that the episodes this month have been motivating you and giving you that fire to take things to the next level all month long. And I wanted to wrap up with the superpowers of commitment and dedication because what I want for each and every one of my listeners is for you to keep the momentum going not just in January, but in every single month of the year. This can be your best year ever. And one of the ways you can make that happen is by cultivating these particular superpowers in your own life. I called this episode Activate Commitment and Dedication because honestly, I prefer referring to this idea as dedication. It's probably a writer thing being a little bit partial to certain wording, but I know that commitment is also going to resonate with a lot of people as well. So I'm going to use these two interchangeably. And as we're going along, you can keep using whatever term feels most aligned for you as we talk about this superpower. And I think this is the perfect episode to wrap up the month with because... By this time, a lot of people have lost steam and let go of the commitments they made when the shiny newness of a brand new year was still a thing, still propelling them forwards. But not you. The very fact that you're listening to this episode is your energetic to your growth, to your goals and to the creation of your most magical, epic life ever. So I wanted to first take this moment to celebrate you before we dive into this episode on commitment. You are amazing. Celebrate the fact that you are here listening to this episode on how to continue slaying your way through February and beyond. I'm so excited for you and all the things you're calling into your reality in this year. All right, commitment, dedication. Let's talk about it. Maybe one of the best ways to define these terms is to define what they are not. So they are not kind of wanting something or wishing for something but not taking any steps towards making it happen. It isn't when something would be nice to have or something that just lives in the realm of fantasy. It isn't going for something only when it feels easier and comfortable, 
then shying away when it starts to get hard or there's a setback or things don't go according to plan. Commitment and dedication are about going all in. All in with your thoughts and your focus, all in with your emotions, all in with your actions. It's about being decisive. It's about being unavailable for any other outcome than whatever it is you're committed to. This is personally a distinction I love, this idea of being unavailable. And I first read about this in the book, The Audacity to Be Queen by Gina DeVee. And she talks about the difference between wanting something and being unavailable not to have it. That feels like next level commitment to me. Being unavailable not to have something. Unavailable to not have the health and body you've been working towards. Unavailable to not create stability and abundance in your finances. Unavailable to not have that dream partner you know is out there for you. I've honestly started using this unavailable thing all the time. So just the other weekend, my boyfriend actually got pretty sick and I probably shouldn't have been, but I was still hanging out with him for that weekend. And then he said something about how he was going to feel bad if I caught whatever he had, but not if I kept getting in his space while he was sick. And he didn't say it in a mean way. He just didn't want me to get sick. And I just told him, don't worry about it. I'm unavailable for catching this sickness. I'm done being sick for the next year or so because I had just gotten sick in late September of 2021 and I just decided that's my one sickness for the next year or so. And he got sick last Friday. This is the following Saturday and I'm still feeling completely healthy and never even really had that sense of like my body was needing to fight something off. It was just healthy, energetic, strong, that whole week. There is immense industrial strength power when you decide that whatever it is you desire is going to happen and you're unavailable for anything less. You don't care how long it takes. You don't care how many different things you have to try. You don't care how hard or how uncomfortable it will feel sometimes because you know it's going to be worth it. I think this is the energy a lot of people start with when they set a new goal or start a new project, but it can be fleeting. It can kind of die down as time progresses. So what I wanted to do in this episode was share some strategies for keeping commitment strong, even during those hard times even when it feels like whatever you're doing isn't working. So I'm going to be sharing seven strategies and concepts with you. And they might not all resonate. It's not about taking these seven things and trying to implement them all at once. It's about deciding, you know what? Those one or two things that Kayla talked about are really going to help me level up my commitment And I'm going to find a way to implement them in a way that works for me. 
And as always, if you have questions or you're struggling or just want some guidance from me, uh, that's what the Unicorn Thunder Facebook group is for. I would love to have you in there. And from here, we're just going to dive right into those seven strategies. The first one is to actually decide what commitment and dedication look like to you. Nobody else gets to decide what this looks like in your life because you have your own unique dreams, your own unique preferences, your own unique time constraints and desires, and you're going to be the only one who can actually drop into your own heart and decide whether or not you've been showing dedication to your chosen path. And I started with this strategy first because I remember a few months ago, I joined a challenge on Facebook and it was a free challenge, but there was an opportunity to upgrade to paid VIP access. At the time, I didn't invest in the paid version because I knew I wouldn't be able to take advantage of the additional offers because of the times they were taking place. I wouldn't be able to attend them live. And I knew I'd get a lot of value out of just doing the free content. So (laughs) I get this email from the challenge, obviously an automated email. I'm sure it went out to everyone who didn't sign up for the VIP package. I don't remember the exact wording, but it said something about how I hadn't invested in the VIP package and how that made it obvious to them that I wasn't committed. I don't know if that tactic got them some more signups from certain people, but it had the opposite effect on me. I think I ended up disengaging more from the challenge than I think I would have otherwise. Because that actually felt super judgmental and really like a manipulative sales tactic to call my commitment into question. That might be one of the reasons why I like the word dedication better, because I think oftentimes there is this almost judgmental piece around the idea of commitment. It's very demanding. It's very almost overly masculine. And it doesn't seem to take into account our humanness and the fact that we're going to struggle and we're going to drop the ball sometimes. Dedication feels still like it has all the strength and power, but it also takes into consideration the fact that we are human and there's going to be errors in judgment. And we're going to keep going anyways. So again, nobody else gets to create your definition of commitment and tell you if you have it or not. You'll know. And you get to define it for yourself. I think this is really important to start with. Because again, I think there's these people who preach this message about commitment and how it's about being no bad days off or or no bad days or no days off. It's almost a perfectionist mindset and approach. And then I think when people can't live up to that standard, they'll often abandon whatever it is that they were working on. So to me, and this is me, dedication and commitment are not about being perfect. My definition of dedication is choosing to pay attention when I make an error in judgment or deviate from the path I want to be on, or do something that's out of alignment. And dedication is choosing to learn from those experiences. To me, commitment is about resetting and regrouping as often as I need to. 
And it's also about choosing to believe that I get stronger and more resilient and more capable after each and every one of these learning experiences. So that's my definition. My definition also includes facing the times when the journey feels uncomfortable, maybe even a little scary, without backing down. I might have to rest, but I don't quit. So what does commitment mean to you in relation to your dreams? I'd love for you to define it for yourself. Maybe you borrow some of the definitions I shared above, maybe some definitions from others, but please do not let someone else tell you whether or not you're committed. Only you're truly going to know what's real and true for you. The next way to activate more dedication is to recover from what Gina DeVee calls hope addiction. So she talks about this idea in her book as well. And this is the addiction to just passively sitting by and hoping something will change. And hope can be a beautiful emotion to have, a beautiful state to be in, but it isn't going to take us all the way to where we want to go. Recovery from hope addiction looks like making the decision and making forward motion in your life. Even if sometimes you're just inching forwards, you're still keeping some kind of momentum going. You're not waiting and hoping for things to change. You're getting out there and being the catalyst for change. If you want to read more about this concept, definitely check out Gina's book, The Audacity to be Queen. Spoiler alert, because I just do these, I guess. You are going to actually hear from Gina in February on the podcast, and it was such a juicy conversation. Um, I was probably a little bit of a fangirl in it because I think she's amazing. Um, And also, I probably should stop spoiling you about upcoming podcast episodes, but I probably won't because I get pretty excited about these conversations. All right, the next way to lock in commitment and dedication is to connect it back to your purpose. And we talked all about this in episode 37. That was a really popular episode. And we want to do this because when we have purpose and a strong enough why, we are going to be dedicated. It's going to matter to us so much that we keep going in the face of any type of discomfort that we might come up against. I won't talk too much about this because we dove deep in episode 37, but I did want to bring it up again because sometimes we don't keep purpose top of mind. And I've been guilty of this as well, so I'm actually committing to revisiting my purpose at least once a week. And I'm going to talk about how I'm doing that in a couple minutes, but I have a few more tactics I wanted to share first. Another one of my favorite strategies for activating dedication is to dedicate yourself to your processes and your systems more than you dedicate yourself to a specific outcome. And this is particularly important if you're trying to achieve an outcome by a certain point in time. Examples of this might be you're trying to lose 10 pounds by a certain day, or maybe you're trying to get out of debt by next year, or you're trying to get your book written by a certain time. 
The reality is we can't always control the outcomes or at least the pace of the outcomes. In fact, it's very rare that we can ever control that down to a pound, down to a day, down to a dollar. And often when we take this approach, we get frustrated that it's not happening fast enough. And then we go back to our old habits, we lose momentum and have to start over and over and over. So same with writing a book, especially if you've never done it before. You might have underestimated the time it would take you to write or what life situations might come up and impede your progress. But what if you just let these goals be the direction and created commitment surrounding the systems that are going to get you there? For example, maybe you create a system where you get your butt in your desk chair every morning after breakfast, you set a timer for 30 minutes and you write. That's what you're committing to. That's what you're dedicating yourself to. And when you do that, I promise you the book will get written if you do that day after day after day. With weight loss, it could be a commitment to move your body intentionally a set number of days of a week, or maybe it's to eat a big salad every day for lunch. Those are your commitments. And these are process and action-based, so they're entirely within our control. We're able to take that full ownership of building these systems into our lives. The next way to activate a deeper level of commitment is to build your commitments over time. I think one of the ways people often sabotage themselves, myself included, is they try to jump from wherever they are to wherever it is they want to go when there are so many levels in between. And it feels unmanageable because they're trying to commit to too many different things at once. Let's use the writing example again. Maybe 30 minutes a day feels comfortable and doable right off the bat. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe your life is crazy full with kids and work and other commitments. So what if you committed to 10 minutes a day in the beginning? You can build that up to 30 minutes a day from there. And maybe after that, you commit to pushing for 30 minutes on weekdays and then 45 to 60 minutes on the weekends just to challenge yourself and take things to that next level. When activating commitment, you want to be fairly certain you can achieve whatever it is you're committing to. Otherwise, it's going to live more in the realm of fantasy or ideal, and it's probably also going to feel frustrating and demotivating when it doesn't happen. So ask yourself, what is the process I am going to commit to, and am I about 85 to 90% certain I can make this work in this exact season of my life? If not, it might be a good idea to shrink the commitment and build up over time. Our sixth strategy, one of my favorites, is actually to create a message for yourself to read when you need it most. And this is one I've actually used on multiple occasions. It is so powerful. So back in 2019, maybe it was even early 2020, I think it was actually early 2020, uh, when I was really struggling with binge eating and committed to doing what it took to healing that, 
I create a me- created a message to myself that I would read every single night. And yes, now that I think about it, it absolutely was early 2020 because that's when that pattern really started to dissolve and just kind of fade into the background. So this message I read to myself was one I would read in the evenings when I tended to struggle the most with food. And it reminded me of how important it was to finish the night strong. It reminded me of why I wanted to heal my relationship with food. It reminded me of what was going to be in store for me when I did do this. It was a message from me when I was feeling my best and strongest to read to myself when I was in that historically challenging part of the day. And then in a recent program I was involved in, they also got us to write a message for ourselves that we would read to ourselves on the days when we felt like giving up on the process. We wrote the things that we would want to say to coach ourselves through the times when things felt uncomfortable or when they felt like they weren't working. And then we saved that message to return to whenever we needed it. Like I said, this is honestly one of my favorite ways to reactivate commitment. Probably honestly my favorite one on the list. I have seen it to be beyond transformative in my own life. And because of this, I've actually added it into my evening routine again because I've made a lot of improvements and now I'm ready for a next level. And I've been loving the impact it's had on my evening routines. So a few things about this tactic. One, you want to have ideally have it written out or printed out on some paper for easy access instead of having to like pull up your phone read on a tiny screen, get out your computer, read off a Word document. Two, this works even better when you get into a posture of power. So you're standing, your shoulders are back, your head's lifted. Maybe you like clench your fist just a little bit, not like a crazy amount, and just get into this position that feels strong and empowered for you. And this is going to work best when you read it out loud and read it with energy and emotion. Your brain is going to hear this and it's going to get on board. And your body is also now on board because you're in a position that exudes strength and will. And because you're reading it with emotion, you're also going to have your heart on board. When you have all three of these working together, I promise you, you will be unstoppable. And finally, It's a really great idea to change up the message you're using every now and then. So I have one that I've written for this month and I plan to revise it about every four weeks or so. And I'm actually doing this really great thing with this year where each month is going to have its own theme. And I think it'd be a great idea to have a new commitments message every single month to match the theme. So obviously January is slay month. I'm going to talk about February in a couple minutes. So some of the central ideas that you have in this message to yourself might stay the same as you're changing it, but the words can be a little bit different, or maybe there's a situation that you want to write about in this message that's just come up. And this is also important because then we're not just hearing something that we've read over and over and then it gets a little stale. It stops having that punch that it once had. That's our sixth strategy. 
And then we have our final strategy to keep dedication strong. This is another one that I've just started and I absolutely love it. And this is to make a date with dedication on a regular basis. Maybe this is weekly, bi-weekly, maybe even monthly, but I imagine a little bit more frequently is going to have more impact. I do mine weekly and it's something I do in my writing game. So I have a special file for it, but you could use a regular journal, a planner, a word document. And for me, this process only takes about 30 minutes. And I do it every Sunday. It's penciled into my planner every single week at the same time until August. And at that time, I still plan to continue the weekly review, but my schedule is going to be changing in some big ways. So I just might change when that review happens. And I'm going to share what this looks like for me, but this can be done in any way that feels right and aligned for you. The main thing here is for you to remind yourself of your intentions and your desires and your priorities, and then reflect on how much you've connected to those things over the last 7, 14, 30 days, whatever you choose. So I start this by rereading my purpose and clarity statement. And this is something I shared about in episode 37. And that was actually an episode I took myself through and really benefited from. So what I'll do once a week is I will check in, I'll reread that statement, I'll add to it if different things have come up, and then I just check in to see if I'm still thinking and acting and feeling the way that my highest self would. I also do a core values check to still to see if I've still been living by my core values that week. And if there's something that was a little off somewhere, I don't judge myself. I just note it and remind myself of how I want to show up and what it looks like to live by these core values. So then I break it down by the key categories I'm focused on this year. This year there are four, and I start in each category by recording the more objective variables, so the things you can actually measure. For example, one of the places I'm really focused on is up-leveling my finances this year. So I've been tracking what I call misaligned spending. And when I used to do my tracking each year, I would actually have a category for binge eating and I would track how much I spent on that every month. And then at the beginning of this year, I realized that even having that as a category when I no longer attached to that identity was actually really unhelpful. And the main goal I have around my spending is not to not binge eat and not spend money on that. It's to spend in alignment with my goals and desires. So instead of that category, I've now created this category called misaligned spending. And that does include, you know, that stop at 7-Eleven for some snacks I really didn't need. It also includes coffee once I go over a certain monthly amount. Because I realized it's not that I never want to drink coffee. It's that I didn't want to spend as much as I was spending in certain months. Because when you go to Starbucks, it adds up quickly. And then I also made a note that honestly, if I have to ask if something is misaligned spending, then it probably is. So I now track how much misaligned spending I do in a week 
And then obviously the goal is to keep that number as low as possible. Then in each category, I also list all the wins and celebrate those. I also have a section called opportunities for transformation, where I look at how I can make next week a little bit better in certain areas. This is such an incredible way to start off a week. And once again, it only takes about 30 minutes. You could probably do it in even less. And I am so excited to continue this practice for the rest of this beautiful year. All right, those are your seven strategies for activating commitment and dedication until the end of time. And again, I would recommend picking one, maybe two, that really landed with you and then integrating them into your life. You definitely don't have to build all seven of these in at once. Even the impact of one of these can make a world of difference when acted on consistently. So this is our final superpower in the Slay series. I genuinely hope you've been inspired to take action, make some progress, and slay this first month of 2022. We have one episode coming up in this series. I feel like none of my male guests so far are going to judge me for saying this or feel bad for me saying this, but I saved the best for last. Uh, We are going to be talking to my amazing boyfriend, Chris, about his journey through his life challenges. He is so inspiring and I know you are going to love him. And that'll be our sleigh month. But because this is the Slay and Thrive podcast, February is going to have its own special Thrive series. This is going to be where we're activating our feminine superpowers. Because we don't just want to be grinding and hustling and taking massive action, especially if it leaves us feeling burnt out and empty. We want to connect to this deeply emotional, creative, receptive strength we all have inside us. It's funny, if you had told me six years ago that I'd ever be talking about feminine superpowers, I would not have believed it. So for very, very, very long, probably most of my life up until the last few years, I was deep into my masculine energy. I almost thought the feminine was weak and that it would leave me helpless and vulnerable out in the world. Over the last three years especially, I've actually learned that tapping into my femininity and into these feminine superpowers is life-changing. And there is nothing weak about these superpowers. They have helped me become stronger and more resilient than I've ever been. And they've also helped me find more peace and joy than I've ever felt. I was excited for the Slay series, and I'm just as excited to bring you the Thrive series. We also have some amazing women joining us every Sunday, in addition to the solo episodes that will continue to drop every Wednesday in February. And the final thing I'm doing for everyone, and honestly for myself, is a Thrive 28-day challenge for all of February. This is going to be happening inside the Unicorn Thunder Facebook group, so all you have to do is join. And I wanted to do this in February because, at least for me, 
I have historically struggled in the month of February. So the shininess of the new year is gone. The weather is usually still pretty blah. I found that around this time every year, I find myself more down, more uninspired than I usually am. And I'm definitely not alone. I've talked to lots of friends and clients who feel the same way. And because I was a little curious, I did a quick Google search about what the most depressing month of the year is. (laughs) And that search did show that seasonal affected disorder and depression are at all time highs in February. And then they also have what they call Grey Monday, which is the third Monday in January. And studies have found that this is the most depressing day of the year. And then I imagine that that bleak, low energy state kind of lingers on into February until we get into those brighter spring months. So that's been the norm, but not this February. I've decided to create a 28-day challenge where we get intentional about raising our vibration and changing our state, feeling better, thriving through intentional action every single day. And it's going to be super simple. I'm going to share a live video at the beginning of every week that has a weekly quest. And this quest is something to be done daily. And the goal is that that quest never takes more than five minutes so that it'll fit into any day. I might have like a leveled up version of the quest, but I want this to be doable for everyone every single day of February, no matter what is going on in their lives. So we're going to use the Facebook group to check in and celebrate. And I think I'm going to do a couple prizes because I am pumped about this challenge and just really want to help people with their mental health in the coming month. And there's going to be a new quest every week with a new theme. And like I said, I'm doing this for myself just as much as I am for the people in my world that I want to help. So I'm looking forward to taking charge of how I'm feeling, the energy I have in February, and making this decision to thrive in advance, regardless of how past February's have been. So I hope you'll join the amazing people that are already in the Facebook group, ready to do the challenge and thrive right along with us. So I'll include the link to the group in the episode description if you wanna join. And that is really it for today's episode. So thank you again, as always, for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you and have an amazing day. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you're loving this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a rating and review of this podcast wherever you listen, and maybe even share this episode with a friend or two. And if you want bonus live trainings, challenges, a monthly book club, and a community of other amazing people looking to slay and thrive daily, I would love for you to join our free Facebook community, the Unicorn Thunder Playground. Hope to see you inside.